0: Attempts to pass a sales tax for transportation in Hillsborough County failed in November. It would have helped pay for a transit system that advocates say is woefully underfunded and put money into roadway maintenance and improvement projects. Later in the show, we'll hear from one of the county's top public works administrators about how the county figures out which projects are the priority. We'll also talk with Commissioner Pat Kemp about the politics of funding transportation and why she thinks the tax referendum could make a comeback, despite the latest defeat in the court and at the ballot box. First, though, WUSF's Sky LeBron gives us an overview of the transportation challenges facing Hillsborough County and the wider Tampa Bay region. You've been talking with transportation advocates. What are the challenges that they've identified for Hillsborough County and where do they want to see some improvement?
1: Well, Matt, it's uh, like what we've seen a lot across other areas of the state, and that's just inadequate transportation access. Um, It's a wide-ranging issue, and the important thing to remember is that it's not just focusing on cars and car traffic we're talking about bus systems where people have to wait two to three hours before they can get to their jobs, which obviously affects what jobs you end up getting and Mm -hmm. how long your normal day is separate from your work day. Um, Not having enough biking lanes or safe biking routes. And then areas of the county that still haven't installed sidewalks and that can really affect kids going to school and not just kids going to school. Obviously that's an important aspect of it, a very important aspect, but also just people walking down the roadways in the middle of the night and and things that do happen on a daily basis. That's what um, these advocates have been talking to me about.
0: Remind me about the penny sales tax in Hillsborough County. What was that all about and what would it have paid for had it passed?
1: Well, if it would have been implemented, it would have increased the Hillsborough County sales tax from 7.5% to 8.5%, which the government said would have raised around $340 million within the first full year of its implementation. Um, about 55% of that would have been split among the municipalities in Hillsborough County. So we're talking Temple Terrace, Plant City, and then the other percentage going to the city of Tampa proper. hmm would have gone to HART, which is the Hillsborough Area Regional Transit Authority, and another 0.5% for planning purposes. And that could have been used in a wide range, kind of what I brought up before. It wasn't just going to be for improving roadways and things. It was a lot of different aspects of transportation.
0: Now, the tax had a very complicated route to Hillsborough County ballots. What derailed it in the end?
1: Lawsuits. I mean, there was was groups that were against it from the beginning, but they got some successful lawsuits from it. Um, They felt that this was an unfair tax, and they're frustrated about what had happened to previous funding, where there was just money that was spent on transportation, but they didn't see it in the community. Uh, These... Individuals for this group called No Tax for Tracks uh, said that the money has been funneled into transportation for years. It just wasn't spent wisely. The interesting thing is the lawsuit was actually based on the wording of the language on the ballot, Hmm. which a judge did ultimately rule was misleading as uh, she said it wasn't a hundred percent clear where the money was going if somebody was voting in a precinct they wouldn't really know based off of that language so it kind of flip-flopped between being reinstated and then struck down a few times reinstated again before it ultimately failed on election day and it's hard to know if that legal battle in the courts made it uh made people more skeptical about it
0: now It's not the first time Hillsborough County has tried to put a sales tax on the ballot to fund transportation. Do you get the sense that after a couple of defeats, the transportation advocates will try again anytime soon to get a sales tax initiative through?
1: Yeah, and I think you bring up an important point. This passed in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, The same idea was passed by the voters. Fifty percent, 57 percent approved the measure. But ultimately, after collecting close to a half billion dollars, it was struck down when a county commissioner successfully sued and said that it was unconstitutional because it was created based off of a referendum rather than the county commission. Mm. Um, I People are still wondering, by the way, where that half billion is going to go. It's been caught up in no man's land for a while. Well, it's but,
0: sitting in escrow, right? And yeah. my understanding is that it'll actually go to state lawmakers to decide what to do with it.
1: Exactly. So people are frustrated about that, that mm. their money, they're not going to see it. And there's no end date on when they will ultimately decide Uh, where that money's going to go. But yeah, I I think that these tax initiatives are going to continue.
0: Hillsborough is not the only county where leaders have tried to get more funding for transportation via a referendum. You also reported on an initiative in Hernando County where a half cent sales tax aimed to fund transportation and other things. What would that revenue have been spent on and what ultimately happened to that in the midterm election?
1: That one in Hernando didn't pass either. Um, and, and you're also thinking a smaller tax base. Um, and then when you go to counties outside of the Tampa Bay region, you're thinking more conservative, uh politics and and people that are more skeptical about uh, these taxes, their goal was to get $130 million over 10 years. And when I was speaking to officials out there, they talked about the need to improve the roadways and prepare for more population growth Mm. to prevent themselves from becoming like Tampa, where it could take you 30, 40 minutes to get home from from work. Um, And that's why a lot of people move out of big cities to go to places like that. You can also look at Orange County and their initiative failing as well. So going forward, I think government agencies and groups, if they want to get these initiatives passed, we're going to see them reevaluate how they're pitching these things to people. The the population is clearly skeptical about new taxes, so they're not going to vote for something they feel is not going to uh, improve their lives and that they're not going to be able to see pretty immediately.
0: Now, aside from trying to raise revenue to pay for transportation improvements, counties in the Tampa Bay region have been making efforts in other ways to improve transportation. What else have you been covering in your reporting?
1: Yeah, um, things have been a little bit weird in Hillsborough, but with what we just discussed and then on top of that controversy around the CEO uh, being investigated for not knowing one of its employees was working for another transit agency. (laughs)
0: Just as an aside, that is... A crazy
1: story to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's still being followed right now. That Mm. that investigation is now going to take a couple months. But areas a bit outside of Tampa are still doing really cool things. Um, Manatee County launched a pilot program that pretty much eliminated its entire bus fare. There's still one route where you have to pay. Um, And when I spoke to an official there, he said the usage was already seeing an increase like people were using the fact that it was free now um, and there's a change in mindset from county officials saying that rather than treating it like something that we have to get paid for, let's just treat it as a part of our infrastructure. So people deserve to have that when they're living in the community in, in Manatee County. We're seeing the same thing happen in the first large metro in actually the D.C. area right now. And then in Pinellas County, their transit agency is building a new hub, and they'll be able to house their latest bus designs. They talked about how some of their buses wouldn't even fit in the hub that they're currently using. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to serve as a better overall headquarters for their operations. The the current one is just really old and outdated. So they're really excited to get that project greenlit. And then in Pasco County, they're proposing a new 37-mile trail that'll stretch across the entire county. And they were talking about expanding transportation options in the region and just providing uh, better connectivity for their bike routes and Mm -hmm. and other trail routes throughout the county. Um, They're using the Penny for Pasco tax for that project, which got approved there. So I think it goes to show that just because these large initiatives, talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, transportation is still improving. It may not be improving at the level that people want to see it, but we are seeing changes in different areas throughout the state.
0: WUSF Sky LeBron talking about transportation in the Hillsborough County area and Tampa Bay. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it.
0: Hillsborough County Commissioner Pat Kemp has been pushing for more money for transit and transportation. She says the Hillsborough Area Regional Transit Authority, or HART, faces a bigger funding challenge than similar-sized metros in Florida and the United States. We began the conversation by talking about where funding for HART will come from after the tax initiative failed.
2: Funding is a tremendous and historical challenge for HART. We are the most underfunded system in the nation, bar none for a metro area of our size. And not just by a little bit or a small amount, we are desperately underfunded. Our funding has come from an ad valorem or property sales tax on the residents of Hillsborough County. Plant City, one of the jurisdictions, opted out of that, so that impacts its sum. But they fund it through property tax. It was set up in the early 80s Mm -hmm. um, to be what is a half-mill, which has proven to be so de minimis as to not even be able to give basic service to the residents of Hillsborough County. We've had 30 bus routes and 19 of them operate hourly, hmm. and the other 11 operate in a half hour or less, generally a half hour. That is deplorable when you think about any other metro area in the nation uh, that, you know, typical uh, a good service can send buses in as frequently as every five minutes. Um, so
0: what, what would you need to do to get the funding that you need to you know, bring the service up? I mean, if it's not gonna be a, a referendum, which there's been a couple of goes at that now, how else do you find money? Like what other taxation methods can you use or what other revenue streams can you look into?
2: Well, there's not a lot of choices. And many of them would require a referendum, even if it was a different, even if it was an increase actually in our ad valorem property tax, we mm-hmm. had to put it to a referendum, highly, highly unusual.
0: You're saying other counties don't have to do that?
2: No. Um, we are unique to be the only county in Florida. There's only two counties in Florida that are now funded by an ad valorem property tax, and that's Pinellas and Hillsboro. In the other counties in Florida, and I found this out after much investigation when I was really trying to understand why HART is, relatively speaking, so desperately underfunded, Every other county in Florida, and there's a little bit of a a different scenario, as I understand it, for Orlando, mm-hmm. um, a kind of hybrid scenario. But every other county in Florida, um, the uh, transit system is run as part of the county. So they don't have an independent board and an independent transit system. The county runs a transit system, and the person who runs a transit system is a staff person at the county. And the county funds the transit system through their general countywide funds. And that's been done to the tune of, in other counties, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, And they don't have the ad valorem property tax. They have Mm -hmm. funded it in general through county funds. And what that does is when people are disturbed by their lack of service, they're at the county commission pounding on their doors and saying, you've got to do something. And they allocate a larger part of their general fund. Um, we don't have that. We have this what is, should probably be a floor for our funding, but acts as a ceiling. So we have challenges that are unsurpassed anywhere in the nation. Hmm. And in order to, for us to meet those challenges, I think w- that we will need to have a sales tax. You know, we can do some other things and smaller Uh, ways, but we will not be able to do it without a sales tax. I do think the residents of Hillsborough County have been incredibly supportive. It is not the residents that have uh, not understood this in a very wonderful way. In 2018, they passed this with 57 percent of the residents voting for it, and here we are in 2022, and we put it on the ballot again, the same – pretty much the same referendum that passed with 57 percent in 2018, but our county commission put it on the ballot as opposed to a citizens group, right? Um, which was one of the uh, issues that the court uh, said it had it was county commission control over the resources. And yet someone in the last days of this sued the county over this, and a single judge – determined to take it off the ballot. People were still voting on it. They had this cloud over it of this lawsuit. And we had a different electorate, uh, more conservative, I think it's fair to say, electorate turnout for this vote. And it only failed by 1%. So
0: mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off, but let me just sure. clarify. You don't think that this is the end of the matter. And I, I should note, too, the council dropped its appeal to the lawsuit over the ballot language for the transportation tax initiative. But you're saying this is not the end of the matter. You think the tax is going to come back in some form or other?
2: I think it could. Um, it'll be a challenge because it'll be the commission we have now. Mm-hmm. I think that could come back. Um As I've said, there's not a lot of options. Um, I tried to get general county funding, and in my first two years as a commissioner, I got $2.5 which is paltry compared to the needs, but yet it funded more frequent service in four bus routes. And after two years, the commission would not support – we couldn't get four votes out of the commission we had to continue to support that. I really wanted to see it expand. But there, we don't there, have a lot of options.
0: Right. And and there is still some money sitting in escrow, right, from the 2018 transportation tax referendum. And you referred to the, the kind of legal wrangling over that. But there's $562 million sitting there. That's going to go to the state legislature, I understand, to decide what to do with it. What's your feeling on that?
2: Well, we have no control over that. People come to us and say, you should do this or you should do that. We have Absolutely and utterly no control. Actually, right now, it's between the courts and the legislature, and there's a lawsuit in Tallahassee now. You know, we could have distributed any claims on it, and we had a simple procedure for doing that, but that was rejected by the, the courts, the upper courts. And so it could possibly at this point turn into a, a small claims lawsuit with lawyers taking – a portion of that money that we didn't need to distribute to lawyers in claims, but that could possibly happen. And I, you know, none of us have any say at all over necessarily what happens to that money. I know they've asked um, county, they've asked the county to Mm -hmm. prepare a list of things they might desire to be used for that money. And so I think that that being done now, it'll have to be approved by the county commission just to go up to them as a suggestion. Right. But um, we, we don't have any final control over that.
0: But you do have a list of projects that, that need some attention, right? And and to your point earlier, it wasn't just uh, transit that the sales tax was going to help fund. It was things like fixing roads, widening roads, other projects. Just give me a quick idea of some of the things that are maybe going to be wanting for funding now that you don't have that revenue stream.
2: Well, the Forty-five percent was um, to be for transit. Fifty-five percent was to be for trails, sidewalks, intersections, road widenings. Um, you know, technology for the kinds of lighting. You know, they call it smart lighting or smart intersections. For all those things, we haven't prepared a list yet. The staff is working on it. It'll have to be approved by the board. I don't think a lot of that will go for transit, but you know we have those other pressing needs. To the to actually, we're backlogged by eight billion dollars with a B. Hmm. So um, there's going to be some priority.
0: Just to give listeners a sense of how much it costs for some of these projects, um, the Lithia Pinecrest Road Widening Project. Just just quickly give me the the kind of. I think— Back of the napkin numbers on that. Well,
2: so Lithia Pinecrest, which is a three-mile, two-lane road going each way, and they want to widen it, and the widening costs about $40 million a mile, and it's undoubtedly will keep rising Mm -hmm. uh, as it has. Another road that's uh, Van Dyke, the same situation in uh, northwest Hillsborough County— and it's two miles, mm. and it's you know originally I think they said twenty million dollars a mile just to add an extra lane on each side. Uh, now it's gone to forty million dollars a mile, and it, I understand that a lot of the right of way hasn't been acquired yet. So if you're talking eighty million on one and another hundred and twenty million on the other, and that's that is just that is not anywhere near the needs that we have. But those are uh, two.
0: In the face of all these transportation challenges, Pat Kemp, what are you optimistic about?
2: Well, I will always stay optimistic because we have to be. We have to do something about this. And I am optimistic about the fact that I think that Hillsborough County recognizes this. And they are there to help us and to, they understand uh, that this needs to be funded. And they're willing to come and do it. And, you know, I mean, I think the um, problem right now has been the courts have blocked this effort by the citizens and residents um, to take responsibility. Um, so I'm I'm deeply appreciative that the public understands and knows that this is a need, that we're doing everything we possibly can. And uh, I think at some point we'll prevail um, mm. and we need to, but we're looking at every possible option, and, um, you know, I, I we, we just need to keep moving forward.
0: We've been speaking with Hillsborough County Commissioner Pat Kemp. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much.
0: You're listening to Florida Matters. Coming up, how does Hillsborough County decide which transportation projects get priority, and why does it cost so much to build and widen roads? That's when we come back. Welcome back to Florida Matters, I'm Matthew Petty. We're talking about transportation in Tampa Bay, the impact of the Hillsborough County Transportation Tax proposal failing in the midterm election, and how to fund transit and road projects. Hillsborough County's John Lyons has decades of experience managing public works projects for the county. He's on his last week in the job before retirement. We caught up with him to ask about transportation priorities for the county. Well, John Lyons, Hillsborough County's outgoing Assistant County Administrator for Public Works. Thanks so much for being here.
3: Thank you for inviting me.
0: So, what transportation projects are the priority for Hillsborough County right now?
3: So, we have a lot of focus on uh, safety improvements and maintenance projects. Uh, you know, as, as you know, we we have some financial challenges uh, to be able to fund a lot of our projects, mm-hmm. but uh, we. We're really focusing on safety projects, you know, uh, uh, mobility projects that help out pedestrians and bicyclists and the automobiles. So we have um, several projects such as intersections uh, in the works right now where we're adding signals or turn lanes or a combination of both in some areas, Uh, working on sidewalk repairs with some funding. We do have some resurfacing projects going on using ARP funds uh, that have been funded. So we've got, you know, a good year's worth of work to do, but, you know, the future after that's looking a little uncertain.
0: I was talking to Commissioner Pat Kemp about some of the road improvement projects on the horizon. She mentioned the Lithia Pinecrest road widening, and she said the estimates for cost for that were $40 million a mile, conservatively. Um, just talk me through that. Like, why why is it so expensive to widen a road? Because that sounds like an awful lot of money.
3: It It is you know, nothing's inexpensive anymore. Uh, You know, the cost, we've seen cost escalations over the last few years, uh, pretty significant. But, uh, you know, if you think about a project, you know, it could be Lithia Pinecrest, it could be any other project where we're taking a two-lane road and adding additional capacity and other amenities. So um, they are expensive. We have to uh, buy right-of-way. There's Stormwater impacts typically on an older road like that that may, may not have really a stormwater system but open ditches. And so we'd have to buy a property for stormwater ponds to be able to attenuate any runoff probably. And that'll improve the stormwater situation in many cases because right now it's, it's uh, just open ditches and it runs anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to buy right-of-way, which is expensive. You know, as property values go up, the, pro- the cost of right-of-way goes up as well. So all those things, uh, you know, are in that single investment in the project, but it does create long-term capacity. It does create long-term safety improvements. Um, So so those are the type of things that would would drive a lot of that cost. You know, if you look at projects that we designed and built, you know, 20 years ago, uh, typically it was, you know, the five foot sidewalk. We may try to incorporate a bicycle lane on the road, those type of things. When we're looking at Lithia Pinecrest specifically, we're looking at accommodating, moving the bicyclists off the roadway, uh, you know, having having that multi-use path. All that gets vetted out through the PD&E process that just started on that project.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when a funding source doesn't materialize, how do you decide what to prioritize? Like,
3: what's the triage process? So. So our current funding sources, if, if, you, if you look at a typical year and kind of look at our budget book, which is, which is online, uh, you see we have some funding that comes from property taxes that pays for stormwater typically, uh, supports the stormwater program. Uh, we'd see some gas tax revenue, which is pretty de minimis. We get about somewhere around 50 some million dollars of gas tax, but a lot of that goes to day-to-day operations you know, taking care of the roads, running the street, uh, running the traffic signals, patching potholes, mowing grass, cleaning ditches, those kind of things. Very little of it goes to roadway resurfacing. So what we're really focused on right now is making sure that we're, you know, prioritizing repaving the roads that are in the worst condition. Uh, it's It's better to take care of those before they get in really failed condition, because then you have to go to roadway reconstruction at that point. We would really like to be able to uh, redo about 5% of our system a year, which amounts to about 300 and some lane miles. I mean, it's quite an extensive system that we have. It's uh, over 7,200 lane miles of roadway.
0: Okay. So ideally you would redo 5% of that year. (laughs) Realistically though, what can
3: you redo a year? Is it more like one or two so, percent. So it's less than one percent using just the fuel tax funding that we have. Way less than one percent.
0: And and I think you might have been alluding to this at the start of our conversation, but the the failure of the transportation tax. And it's not the first time that there's been that that's been on the books, right? I mean, there was that tax a few years back, tied up in legal issues, though. Did that mean that you have to sort of go back to the drawing board and say, we are not going to be able to do this project or that project? Like, what impact did that have from your point of view?
3: Yes. So I think that that's a constant process with us. You know, we're, we're always looking at funding. Uh, we were fortunate to get some of the ARP funding, the American Rescue Plan mm-hmm. dollars. There was about $40 million allocated towards uh, resurfacing this year in the budget. So it takes a little bit of time to deliver that. But uh, after this year, after the 2023 fiscal year, uh, we'll be kind of staring at, a, at a not a very big funding source to be able to deliver any type of resurfacing program, unless we can find some other revenues. I know that our board will be having those conversations about identifying funding sources to take care of some of this. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a constant uh, look at what the revenues are to how what the priorities are.
0: now john lyons you are heading out of this role uh this is your last week on the job so i'm sure that's a a lot for you to reflect on but um what do you tell whoever it is who's going to take over your job like what what would your advice to them be
3: well i think i think you have to listen to our community um you know we're we're out there we're the face of, of public works we see and hear a lot uh, you know, our employees are very visible. So I think there's a lot of community concerns out there. Um, you know, it's easy for us to sit in the office and do data analytics, but there's another component of that. And I think we do a good job of getting out with the community. We, we routinely go out with our commissioners when they have community meetings in various neighborhoods, and we receive feedback. We talk about projects we're working on. You know, we got to get a lot of good feedback from from our residents.
0: Well John Lyons, uh, Hillsborough County's Outgoing Assistant County Administrator for Public Works, thanks so much for your time and your insights, appreciate it. No,
3: no thank you, I appreciate it.
0: And that's Florida Matters for this week. You can find us online at wusfnews.org or via Facebook or Twitter. Search for Florida Matters. Denora Prevost is our producer, I'm Matthew Petty, thanks for listening.